Hi, friends. Welcome to the Tagenda, your podcast to not be boring. My name is Tatenda Musapatiki, and I am your host, and I am so excited to be chatting about all things. Um, but we're pivoting because we have not talked about all of the little things that have happened since like the Grammys. Now, if you follow on TikTok, which you should follow us on at TikTok, please follow us on TikTok in the YouTubes, in the Instagrams. The follows really do help. Um, we did a bit of a, a Grammy rundown, but you know, the Grammys have happened. The Super Bowl has happened. A lot of stuff has happened and I have not filled you in on that in this format. So we're going to do a bit of a recap and then we're going to come back to present as of this recording which is at the end of February and this is this is going live in March but it's okay um we're gonna talk about those things that way you have some things to talk about that happened a while ago or at least my take on them which is always fun um and then next week will be another fun episode of a little bit more modern things we're gonna do a little bit more on the royal family because that's a mess we haven't even touched it and it's a whole mess and there are a lot of um rumors and theories and conspiracy theories some of which i actually believe but we're not going to talk about those because we are responsible gossip hounds on this podcast but you know otherwise life has been good you know washington dc is washington DCing. um the dog is good i haven't really had any ex- exceptional life events except for that you know things have been a bit depressed over here so we're just trying to pull ourselves out of it but other than that we're training for a marathon we're doing good um let's get started Let's go talk about the Super Bowl. In case you truly were living under a rock, the Chiefs won. Dramatic game. Um, Usher had the best performance. Now, I went to a Super Bowl party, and I don't understand how people like watch shows and stay seated. I've never been the kind of person who can watch something entertaining and stay on my behind. I have to dance. I have to cut a rug. I have to wiggle. And so Usher was just the time of my life, truly I'm loving all of the memes that have been created out of the event. That way I can relive pieces of it in my everyday because I'm on social media way too much. I'm addicted. I know it's bad. And that is a choice that I have made as an adult. But part of that is getting to enjoy Usher all the time. I love it. Uh, Next item. All right. Look, Alicia Keys was a great part of the Super Bowl, but it's been weeks. And the song that she's saying is a really difficult song to sing. Stop making fun of her for coming in weak on the first note. She's not as young as she used to be. And again, it's an insanely difficult song to sing. So stop it. Leave her alone. Um, Let's see. What else we got? (laughs) All right. Now that the Super Bowl is over, I'm going to insist that all media leave Travis and Taylor alone. I this is my plea. The Super Bowl is over. Let them be private citizens for a minute. Your girl doesn't care that much about their every move. Like, Homie won the Super Bowl again. She had the most fantastical tour of all time next to Beyonce. Sorry I said what I said. And she's releasing another, like, leave her be. Leave them be. Let's stop speculating about whether they're breaking up next week or getting married next week. Or someone said that they had the inside scoop on their considering to get engaged. Like, what the fuck? Just leave them alone. Leave them alone. Let them retreat. Let them be private citizens for a little bit. Like, let's fangirl on the other Kelsey and his really cool wife. All right, let's do that. Please? Thank you. The other thing that no one's talking about from this Super Bowl that I think we should is that Kim Kardashian, like, soft-launched her new relationship with Odell Beckham Jr. And, like, no one's talking about it, but she definitely was in her boring suite with with that suite. Everyone in there looked miserable. It was so sad. Um, 
but she definitely was in the suite with him because they are clearly dating. So um, congratulations, Kimmy. Another football player, huh? Guess that's what she's into right now. Anywho, going away from comedians is good. Rappers, good. We're back to athletes. Okay. Um, but Odell Beckham Jr. and Kim, that's a thing that we all just seem to have... Which, honestly, I know that her and Kim, or Kim and Taylor are beefing, but Kim needs to write Taylor a personalized note thanking her for taking all the relationship oxygen away from the Super Bowl. That way she could live a peaceful life for a minute. Thoughts? Just an idea. You know, Kim, write a letter. All right. I did a TikTok on the Grammys, but real quick, highlights from the Grammys. Jay-Z gave um, a wonderful speech for basically his Lifetime Achievement Award from the Grammys, where he noted that his wife has won more Grammys than anyone else on the planet, but has never won Album of the Year. She was robbed twice. <laughs> like, twice. <laughs> once for Lemonade, once for Renaissance. He said what he said. But weirdly, the whole internet made this about Taylor Swift, which is insane. Like, I think the obsession with her has gotten to just peak it's too much during black history month everyone decided to make jay-z speech about equality and recognition and keep trying and keep working until you can get what you didn't think you could achieve into it's all about taylor it was nothing about taylor it was about the plight of black people get over yourselves <sighs> okay i got that off my chest again but it really was just really obnoxious not everything is about taylor swift i know that the culture right now seems to make it feel that way but it's not like that speech was very much so about equity. It was very much so about people who deserve getting their flowers, not getting their flowers or getting them far too late. It very much so was about how he was nominated for his first Grammy, but yet DMX, who had the biggest selling rap album at the time, was not even nominated. Why? Because DMX wasn't as palatable to the white crowd who was running the Grammys as he was. Y'all. The speech was about equity during Black History Month. And nothing else. All right. Also, well, now that I'm pivoting back to Taylor Swift, Jesus, I'm so sick of talking about her already. I think she's about to do a disappearing act because she knows she's oversaturating. Anyway, um, there was a whole kerfluffle because Celine Dion presented Taylor with the Album of the Year Award and Taylor Swift did not hug her or recognize her. And I think this is a good time for me to say that Celine Dion has a degenerative musculoskeletal disease that makes it so that she may cramp or have really uncomfortable pains and look pained at touch or unexpected movement so it was requested by Celine Dion that no one touch her that is why they released a photo of them backstage every artist apparently was under very explicit instructions not to like touch or come up to Celine Dion without prior prior authorization I sound like a fucking insurance company but without prior authorization because she's sick and if you're in that public of an arena would you want to have like a muscle spasm and fit in front of millions and millions of people when you're trying to make your comeback to make everyone know that like you're still alive when they're concerned about you I wouldn't either that wasn't on Taylor Taylor isn't some ungrateful bitch blah 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 like you think someone even if you think that Taylor Swift is the worst human being on earth do you really think someone who is that curated about their image would make such a faux pas no the girl's smart like her don't like her she didn't do that because she's some kind of diva it was an instruction and it was out of respect so everyone calm down Leave Taylor alone. Also, Killer Mike was like almost arrested for not doing the thing the police thought they did, which I think it would have been peak prove Jay-Z's point if Killer Mike got arrested for not starting a fight that the police thought he did. Like literally there were police there. He was almost, hand he, like, I think he was handcuffed and people were like, what's going on? Charges were never filed. He didn't do the thing he was accused of. So there's that. 
And now we're done with the Grammys. Now, pivoting to the present day times. There are two things, three things, I really want to talk about. We're going to go in order of ascending importance in pop culture. Um, least important, Portia Williams' Gubadia a week and a half ago announced that she was coming back to Real Houses of Atlanta. And then her husband, Mr. Gubadia, was denied citizenship because he's a fraudster and a scammer. And then she announced she was divorcing him two, <laughs> two days later, which is the best thing. She's like, no, the divorce isn't coming because he was denied you know, a visa because he's a scammer. Sorry, it wasn't citizenship. I think it was a visa. But first off, this man, this man, Portia introduced her friend Fallon on her last season of the show. I believe it was like probably three, two, three years ago. And her friend Fallon was married to this creepy man, Mr. Gubadia. He's creepy. I'm saying it right now. And then months later, maybe six months later, it's announced that Fallon and Mr. Gubadia are getting a divorce. And that Portia has started dating him. And then that she has married him very soon thereafter. And she did not let us see this mess on Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I am upset. I'm upset. I wanted the scoop. She had her own reality show. And I didn't want her own reality show. I wanted her frenemies and show friends and one real friend to hold her accountable for stealing Fallon's man. She was saying, I wasn't really friends with Fallon. She was introduced on the show as Portia's friend on the show in the little, the, the subtitle things, the, the lower thirds, whatever they're called. So at least we get to watch the divorce master class. This is master class of housewives just she knows how it's done. She knows how the game is played. You're coming back. Give us storyline. Give us drama. Give us real. And also tell us the truth about whether or not you stole that man from Fallon and why. Oh, he is. Mm. I don't know what Portia was thinking, but there was better to be had. He's kind of busted and a scammer. So ugh. zero for two. Moving on to the next important thing. I have not watched this documentary, but Oxygen paid for Yolanda Saldivar to tell her side of the story. Now, if you are unfamiliar, which shame on you, but if you are, I take that back. Not shame on you. We don't feel shame here. We don't, we don't, we don't give shame here, but um, you need to go watch Selena, the behind the scenes, the movie. Selena Quintanilla Perez was a Tejana, Mex Tejana, Tejana Mexican superstar who just had some bops in the 90s she did a crossover to english that was she was she was she was mexican mariah carey okay she was everything and my little person found out about this because i was watching the behind the music and at the same time the behind the music was on this was well after the tragedy um the movie was on so i was watching both simultaneously going back and forth between the two i was like this is so cool i want to go to a selena concert mom can you give me a selena cd and she just said have you finished the movie? And I said, no. And she said, you need to finish watching the movie. And then I did. And I found out that Yolanda Saldivar, the president of her fan club, shot her after she stole from her. She embezzled money from Selena. And then she, Selena called her out. And then Yolanda shot her. And then she went to president, like prison. And by the way, like, it wasn't just like, oh, she shot her and then ran away. She was sitting in the car crying in front of where she gunned down Selena. Like, she did it, okay? She did it. And she's been trying to release her story for years. I remember back when I was a teen, like, waiting for 60 minutes. Like, I watched fucking 60 minutes so that I could watch a segment on Yolanda's side of the story. And that was the last time I ever fucked with Yolanda's side of the story. She's a killer. 
She stole Selena from us. And what is Oxygen doing giving her airtime? There are few people. I really am not a fan of our carceral system. I really don't think that prison is the solution for many criminals. But I think she needs to stay there. And not because like, oh, punishment, but for her own safety. There are generations at this point. Generations of people across races who are ready to take her out. And so for her safety, I think she should just stay in prison. In fact, I'm kind of amazed that she stayed alive in prison. She must have been in solitary a lot because how sway? How sway is she still alive? So the documentary was released and I'm not watching it. I'm not giving it airtime. I've seen a lot of TikToks about people upset about it. They feel very similar to, to how I do, you know? Not good. So that's the number two thing we're talking about. But finally, the most important thing in pop culture, Beyonce is taking over country music. And the coolest thing about this new album that she is releasing or will be releasing isn't just that the single is a whole bop. It has me saying whoo all the time. I'm like running down the street singing honey too all the time. All the time. I can't stop. But the fact that many people made a big to-do about Beyonce's coming in country music and there have been black people trying to break into country music for forever. But what I love about people trying to pit women against women is that there is so much data that shows it backfires. Beyonce coming into country music didn't make it harder for the artists who are black women or men trying to break into the genre. It uplifted every single one of their singles. Every single black artist had higher chart-topping music <laughs> after Beyonce dropped her single than they did before. Which, if there is nothing to tell you that a rising tide lifts all boats, that we should stand together, this has to be it. Oh my gosh, well, this is Benton's first appearance on this agenda.